that's my motto. It's one that's just based on get on the dang phone, practice, get warmed up, get put your, put, you know, I mean, this is your job is to generate. Because uh, if you can generate, you don't have to tolerate. If you generate, you don't have to. Can you repeat that one more time for the ones in the back? Yeah, if you generate, you don't have to tolerate. When you tolerate, it's because you don't have enough coming at you. So you'll just take anything, right? And your standards might come down. Be you know, I'm looking for immediate business now. So when you're constantly doing that on a daily basis and you're keeping your pipeline full, you're not attached to the outcome. You're looking for the one yes every single day. That's what my coach tells me. All you, I, you know, I don't care if you have five contacts or you have 50, you got to get a yes. You got to get a yes. You got to get an appointment every day. Hello, everybody. It's me. That's right. It's Aaron Wittenstein, and we are here with Vulcan 7 Roadmap. We teach you how to be like agents like our, our guy today, John Sheffer, out of Albuquerque, New Mexico, to take two, three, four, 1,723 listings a week. Okay, that's the goal here is to try and help you blast and grow your business. All right. So um, John and I were uh, kind of chatting a little bit. John, would you do us the honor of please introducing yourself? Sure, absolutely. I'll keep it short and sweet. John Sheffer. Berkshire Hathaway, New Mexico properties, uh, licensed since 2004, and been through all the market fluctuations as a result. So really just riding the wave right now with uh, using the system and dialing for dollars. So um, we had a brief conversation before this. You have what I like to consider an interesting background. All right. Can you share? Yeah, absolutely. I had no intentions of being in real estate. In fact, I didn't want to sell nothing. Um, but I got out of the military, got out of, uh, various law enforcement stuff. It just wasn't, it wasn't my jib. Um, but at the end of the day, I was kind of floundering around in my early twenties and my mom was a long-term real estate investor privately. So I'd watched her flip duplexes and be painting at one in the morning and really building her portfolio. And when I was at this crossroads in life, my mom said, what are you doing with your life? And I said, I have not actually no idea. And she said, well, you're getting your real estate license. You start on Monday. And I put up roadblocks. No, no, don't want to do that. Now, mind you, this is back in 2003. Here we are, 2023. And um, it seems to have worked out. Mom kind of knew what was right for, for her son, you know? <laughs> when they say mama knows best, I, I, I think that's right, at least in this situation. Wouldn't you agree with me on that one, my friend? Yeah. And she didn't spoon feed me no deals. I mean, I had to go out and hustle, um, but I was very fortunate enough to pick up a mentor very early on. Um, started initially with the Mike Ferry organization training off and on. I'm still in that. And uh, I just think that, uh, you know, she was very hard nosed and instilled that in me. And you've got to be hard nosed to be a top notch listing agent. You've got to have some thick skin and you, you can't be looking in the rearview mirror. I agree with you 100% on that. And so so were you, did you grow up around a prospecting-based business? Or like when did you bring prospecting into your business? Yeah, I mean, fortunately, when I first started, I didn't have any bad habits, right? <laughs> That's the nice part about starting uh, brand new. So, yeah, I was, I was pointed in the right direction. But like most agents, okay, here's a phone, here's a script. There you go. And I'm like, whoa, what the hell am I doing? And so I started... <laughs> So I was fortunate enough to come across some, some training tapes, 
I had a huge phone aversion, huge phone aversion. And uh, so I went to the doors initially. That's mm. how I cut my teeth. That's how I cut my teeth. And uh, lo and behold, back in high school, I door to doored ADT alarms, oh, wow. making 120 bucks a sale. And um, so I had no aversion to doors. And so that's how I did. But then I knew um, you have to leverage and scale and phones are the only way. Okay. So a lot of agents, at least that I speak with, or, you know, a lot of agents, you know, son of Vulcan seven. And so they have what they like to call call reluctance. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you said you had an aversion to the phones. Yeah. What did you do to be, and like I said, that, you know, we're kind of dating ourselves here a while back, but what did you do to kind of over, you know, we're talking like 20 years, I had hair back yeah. then, for gosh sake. Okay. So, so what, what every, did you, gray hair like 10, I'll tell you. <laughs> every gray hair for every client that you have right there. Ooh. <laughs> so if yeah. you recall that, what did you do to pass that call reluctance, the phone aversion? Um, that's a really good question. And I think I just kind of, I learned that, you know, if you look around your real estate office, I knew I had to be different in a way and cold knocking doors was just not the way. So as to get over a call reluctance, I wouldn't say that there's any one thing other than kind of coming to a realization that um, I knew I had to cover more ground quicker and phones were only the only way. So it, it wasn't so much like, oh, what if they reject me or what do I, it was more of the, what do I say? Because sure. I didn't have a training background. So but you just acted, you saw an opportunity and you just acted from what it sounds like. Well, and I, and I knew to do the 180 theory uh, very quickly, meaning, you know, if uh, no one's making calls, do the calls. So whatever everyone else is doing, I did the opposite. You know, they were telling you to do open houses. They're telling you to run ads, do floor time, all this traditional stuff. And honestly, I just didn't cut it for me. So uh, the 180 degree theory was something I was um, in, not indoctrinated, but exposed to. And I just knew when agents are going one way, go the other. I've never heard that before. I like that. <laughs> so, so are you a FISBO guy, an expired guy, a circle guy? What's your favorite? I mean, for solid by owners and expires, where I feasted on that. I kind of pivoted to a lot of probate and estate uh, inheritance um, deals. So that's been a really uh, profound uh, lead source for me because it's recession proof. So you have to develop multiple streams. You know, you, you can't be a one trick pony. Um, you you got to have five, five spokes at any time feeding you business from any direction. Right. We'll agree with you on that. So, um, you know, I found, and I'm going to assume most successful people have, uh, ha have a schedule that they follow religiously. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to venture to guess I already know what yours is, but would you be open to sharing what your, what your basically, you can control your day before noon, maybe one. And after that, it kind of, you know, lets it run amok. But prior to that, what does your day look like? Well, I mean, you win the morning, you win the day. And the morning starts the night before. So, you know, um, go to bed at the same time. You know, um, I try as best I can. I'm working on it. I'm just by no means perfect. But recap the day. Recap the wins. Because you want to plant the seeds of success into your mind before you go to bed right and then when you wake up first thing you do is i pick up my journal you know it's just a five minute journal 
And so I'm up by 5.30, eat, stretch, exercise, do all my domestic stuff out the door by 7, in the office by about 7.30, uh, practice scripts, role play. Um, I don't do any admin in the morning. I have a transaction coordinator and assistant, so I'm not in the file. Stay out of the file in the morning. That will ruin your freaking day quicker than anything. But so goal is to be um, on the phone by eight. I have another role play at 8.30, back on the phone till 11. My goal is 25 contacts a day. So from eight to 11, it's outbound generation. I'm not taking inbound calls. Um, put your phone away, put this thing away, throw it in a drawer, outbound dialing only. Um, that's, that's my motto. It's one that's just based on get on the dang phone track. You know, I mean, this is your job is to generate, uh, cause if you can generate, you don't have to tolerate. If you generate, you don't have to can you repeat that one more time for the ones in the back. Yeah. If you generate, you don't have to tolerate when you tolerate it's because you don't have enough coming at you. So you'll just take anything. Right. And your standards might come down, you know, so if you're generating and you're keeping your pipeline full at all times, I'm not hanging on to dead weight leads. Uh, you know, maybe down the road, three, six months, I'll put them in a file. Fine. I'm looking for immediate business now. So when you're constantly doing that on a daily basis, and you're keeping your pipeline full. You're not attached to the outcome. You're not attached to a lead that maybe or maybe doesn't want to do something. You're looking for the one yes every single day. That's what my coach tells me. All you, I, you don't, I don't care if you have five contacts or you have 50, you got to get a yes. You got to get a yes. You got to get an appointment every day. So, all right. So I think this is where people get challenged. I, I'm all for the numbers. I mean, I, I could break down numbers to the nth degree of how many contacts you need to make per hour to make $400,000. Analytical, are we? Not, you know, on, no, which is the shocking part. I'm a DI, but which is, which is weird, but I did that the other day because I'm, crazy i guess i don't know um but what's your what are your daily i mean you said one yes when you say one yes is that one appointment or is that yes that's an okay. appointment that's not a maybe that's okay. not a maybe um because we we fool ourselves into thinking that because we talk to x amount of people and we have x amount of leads that that presents some sort of security well take your leads to the bank and see how much they'll give you they ain't gonna give you jack so it's the yes. I'm not, I'm, you know, the more seasoned I get, uh, the more you're able to just kind of listen between the lines of just deciphering the smoke screen and just right. sensing real motivation. So a motivated yes, some days you don't get it, no matter how hard you try. And then some days it happens like five in a row. So it's just the law of average. If you just do it daily and consistently, consistently, um, the numbers and the averages are, it's, it's mathematics. You, you can't fail. Do you know how many contacts it takes to get an appointment? Do you know that number or no? Generally right around 10 to 12. That's, it's pretty low. It's that's pretty good low. numbers I'm, right there. I'm, well, I'm not, you know, the thing is, is I don't get contactitis. If I, you know, um, I used to get what I would, my coach would consider contactitis where, uh, you know, I have to hit X amount. Uh, to get X amount of leads, X amount of leads equals this many appointments this, to this many contracts. Yeah. My conversion rates are pretty high because I've been in the business long enough. Like I know I can, I can just smell BS from a mile away and I can smell when they have just like, God, I'm glad you called. Like they've got a real problem and they can't figure it out. 
And I mean, that that's the thing. Okay, sales is one thing, but we're problem solvers, right, Aaron? Mm-hmm. I mean, every deal is complex and they're getting more complex every day. So put your heart, put your thinking cap on. You're here to contribute. Getting this, getting a listing and getting a commission, that's one thing. That's that's just too salesy for me. So for me, there's a bit of an amiable part where if they have a problem, I want to help them solve it. And if you take that mentality into your call and you're not just chasing a listing, chasing a buyer, whatever, chasing the next check, the next, you know, tech on the, on the, on the mark up here. And, um, you know, it works for me. So it's, I'm sorry. No, no, no. What I was saying is so people can sense desperation because here's what I, here's what I get from you. Okay. There's a mass amount of confidence that just, you know, I, I don't know. I'm sure people have told you that before, but you know, you, you radiate confidence and you radiate no garbage. Okay. Which is, which is, I, I, you know, it's, it's an amazing trait because what will happen is you get people that are desperate and people on oh, the line. Commission case. breath, commission breath. You know, I mean, people sense that, you know, you, you, we're being sold something every day in any facet of our life almost. And we can sense a desperate salesperson from a mile away. And so, yeah, your tonality is crucial on that phone because they're getting bombarded by a lot of pretty low quality presentations, right? Right. If you're, if you're number six, that's talk to them. They've probably had a couple really bad conversations. So if you just put yourself in their shoes for one moment, make that call and don't, don't, don't be focused on the dang listing. The listings come, the checks come, everything comes, but not if you put your goals and desires ahead of their needs. So, which, like, let's say you're calling an expired. You know, I, I don't want to get in a whole, I could role play for hours and that'd be a blast. That's just what I enjoy doing. What's your mm-hmm. intro? What, what does that intro look like when you're calling an expired, for example? So, I mean, if it's an old one, I just go, hey, you know, are, are you still entertaining offers? Right? I mean, it's it's really not complicated. Um, because there's no real, there's some, there's several scripts that people, but I, I just want to get to the heart of the matter. Hey, look, I noticed your home's been off the market for a while. Are you still entertaining offers or are you waiting for the market to change? I mean, I don't, one question leads into the next. And, you know, if they say that, yeah, I'm still entertaining offers, boom, get right into the motivation. So it's really scripts are a roadmap, right, for you uh, to follow, I think, initially. But once you just master the art of getting in the conversation, then you don't sound salesy. If you're convert, if you're conversational, that's the one thing. How many calls do you get a day, Aaron? I mean, we're real estate brokers. We get sold crap every day. And people would just come off scripted and stale and horrible. And you just hang, you know, you end that call. So um, I'd say the most important thing is on an old expired. You know, are they still entertaining offers? If it's a new expired, hey, when are you setting up appointments to interview the right agent for the job of getting you a contract, not just list the home? I, you know, and then I'll get down to the motivation and then I'll get down to pre-qualifying. But I mean, it's, it's, they either want to do something or not. We can't make them do something. We, we can't have all these fancy tricks and all this. If motivation isn't there and you know, you got nothing. So what you're telling me is you can script about a third to a half of the conversation. And after that, yeah, it was kind of, their response tells me exactly what I need to say next. Mm-hmm. 
and and uh, and and one of the and, and for the listeners, I mean, a really uh, important uh, response pattern that you have to implement, in my opinion, is no matter what they say, because they're not going to be like, "Oh, I'm so glad you called, John." Oh my God, come on over. I mean, I think I've had two of those, maybe, but it's repeat, smile, nod, approve, ask the next question. Don't get caught up in handling that objection. And if they say this, boom, boom, you just repeat, approve, and ask the next question. It's really not complicated. Um, you know, and I, I don't mean to make it sound so simplistic, but we have a habit of complicating the uncomplicated. Um, we're just there to figure out if they have any motivation. No, I mean, some days I can hit my numbers in a half hour. Some days it takes me three and a half. Some days it takes me three days. But I know that the averages are in my favor. All right. So let's say it takes a half an hour to mm -hmm. hit your numbers. Do you keep trucking? Do you keep going? Or do you stop? Absolutely. Man, the momentum is it goes two ways. It is never. One of my old coaches told me, um, put a penny on a train track when the train's moving. What's going to happen to that penny when the train makes on it's going to obliterate it right but you put a penny on that train track when that train is not moving it will literally that train will not be able to move something so small and something so simple can stop a train from moving so yes momentum guys if you are on a streak if you're on a heater never let up don't pat yourself on the back too hard don't congratulate yourself you're doing a job and it's what you've signed up to do. So do it. Um, it's easy to, you know, get complacent, right? I mean, say you've had a couple closings and you just set two appointments and, you know, you think you're kind of, hey, things are going all right. Well, it can change on a dime and getting that momentum back is very difficult. So stay on the pedal 100%. That's great stuff, man. I, I think if you're not listening to that part that we just said, like if you listen to nothing, of this entire conversation, you need to repeat the last 47 seconds, okay? Because that right there is what it comes down to. By the way, it's not stop on a dime and stop on a penny, but um, you know, we'll uh, we'll be okay with. It. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They get the point. Uh, they get the no, point. No, no, I'm totally kidding. Uh, I, I had to say, I had to say it. Uh, it was perfect timing. So, all right. So you've got a brand new agent that walks into your office, mm -hmm. and they look like they are a deer in headlights, okay? what's the one thing that you're going to share with them to make them not look like they're a deer in headlights? Well, I just think that that comes with kind of taking some lumps, right? So hurry up and fail. Go on appointments and make a fool out of yourself. Say the wrong stuff on the phone. Get into movement. Get into action. And so call your sphere, build your sphere, your database, but you got to go after the low-hanging fruit and right out the gate. Go to the for sale by owners. Go to the expires. If you have a phone version like I did, go to the door. Don't you don't worry about material and all that. Just take a business card, dress nice, smile. It, it, you know, no one does this in my market, um, and I know that doors are kind of hit or miss. But do it in the afternoon. Do your phones in the morning. Do your do your doors in the afternoon. Go preview property. Get familiar with what the product is. You know, if you don't know the product, how do you sell it? So 
get into action. And I would advocate whatever coaching you want to do, get into some sort of accountability, get into some sort of training so that you're not feeling like the deer in the headlights. Because I'll be honest, Aaron, this is a very lonely business, is it not? Oh, yeah. It, it really can it be. Is for your, and unless you're lucky, I've never had the, for, the fortune of having a broker saying, hey, what are you doing? What are your numbers? What are you saying? Let's role play. Bomb, bomb, bomb. That is extraordinarily rare uh, in this industry. So you got to take it upon yourself to train yourself, to gain the knowledge. You, you have to really take ownership for this. You are a business owner, right? So there are three ways to get business. You wait, you buy, or you go find it. I mean, you know, it's really not that complicated. So get into action, get into some sort of coaching to get the skills so you have the confidence to speak um from the heart and not oh what do i say next when they say that you know so so just hurry up and fail it's okay i mean i screw up every day so i screw up a lot every day a lot a lot, a lot. um all right so um john my guy i gotta tell you this was good stuff this was a lot of stuff honestly that i needed to hear today so I want to say thank, thank you. you so much. Seriously, like that was like the boom, boom, boom. I thought I was like that. So, John, uh, if people want to get in touch with you to send referrals to wonderful Albuquerque, New Mexico, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah, that's great, man. I service pretty much all of New Mexico. If I can drive to it in a two-hour radius, I'm there. But uh, anyway, my number is 505-385-1272. That's my cell. Or they can email me and don't laugh. It's an old email, but I've had it for 20 years. Sold by John at MSN.com. S-O-L-D-B-Y-J-O-H-N at MSN. Those are the two best ways. And uh, I'm just, you know, tickled to hear from anyone. Or if anyone has any questions, accountability, whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm here. Beautiful. All right, my friend. I appreciate this. Um, this was great stuff. Thank okay. you so much, everybody, for popping on the Vulcan 7 Roadmap. And everyone, do me a favor. Have an amazing day. John, thank you very much, man.